You are listening to a Victory Alabang podcast. We have been justified through the finished work of Jesus on the cross. Learn more in our series entitled, Set Apart. Listen to this message by Pastor Sonny Waman. We are on the second week of our series entitled, Set Apart, or sa Tagalog, Inihiwalay. Okay, we're talking about holiness here. Last week, Pastor Ariel discussed about the holiness of God. And for me, it is important for us to understand the holiness of God, for us to see how we can live a holy life. And uh, also, our, our, uh, our objective for this uh, series is that at the end of this series, all of us, every believer, would understand that God has set us apart for the purpose of what? Continual growth in holiness. Now, why continual growth? Because holiness is a process. You know, it's not a one-time thing. Yes, positionally, a believer is holy before God, but you see, we still have to live a holy life until we achieve the glorification stage wherein we will be like Jesus. You see, the ultimate goal of God for each and every believer is not to become the, the most famous, the richest, the most successful person. The ultimate goal of God for every believer is to be like Jesus. Amen? Now, would you look at your seatmate? Kamukha na ba siya? So, malayo pa. Kaya, we need to understand, you know, uh, uh, this thing. So, may, may I request every one of you to stand up, please, as we read Romans chapter 5, starting in verse 6. And would you read it together with me, out loud? For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For no one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person, one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Verse 9. Since, there, since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. Verse 10. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. And verse 11, verse 11, more than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. You may now have your seats and may the Lord bless the reading of his word. Now, just a quick review. And a short background, we all know that the book of Romans is a book of logic. That's why it is also called the book of the therefores. If you're going to make a, whole, uh, a reading of the book of Romans, you'll find out that there are different therefores in the Bible or in the book of Romans. In chapter 3, you'll find the therefore of condemnation. Okay, in chapter 5, you will find the therefore of justification, in which that is what I'm going to share with you this morning. And then chapter 8, we discover that there is this therefore of the no condemnations to those who are in Christ. And then in chapter 12, we will find the therefore of dedication. Now, in this book, you will notice also that Paul has proved that the whole world is guilty before God. And that no one, as in no one, can be saved by religious deeds or by good works, even by following the law. And that the only way to salvation is only by grace through faith. Now, so we all know that everything is done by faith. Would you say that with me? By faith. By faith. 
Now, last week, Pastor Ariel have shared uh, to you that there is a call from God to be holy. Why? Because God is holy. And so if God is holy and we call him our father, then it is but right for us to live a holy life. Now, God is holy, and because God is holy, it simply means that God cannot and will never tolerate sin. We all know that God loves sinners, but he hates sin. You know, God has a pending wrath for those who continue to live in sin. And also because God is holy, sin brings death. And that's the reason why the Father has sent His only Son to die on the cross so that He can pay the penalty of our sins. Now, with these things in mind, you know, um, what we need to understand is that only redemption leads to holiness. Only a person that is redeemed by Jesus on the cross 2,000 years ago, only that person has the right to be made holy. There's no other way to be holy except through redemption and this redemption becomes the the like like a door that opens up for anybody this door has been opened by jesus and anybody can walk through it but the problem is we have our part we need to respond on what jesus did on the cross but the same thing redemption leads to holiness jesus paid the penalty for all our sins so that you and me can be made holy and thank god for what he did Thank God for what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. And even right now, we are benefiting from what he had accomplished there. Now, no sinner can stand before a holy God. We all know that. If you also remember, that's, uh, when, when Jesus was nailed on the cross, remember his prayer? He said, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? Now, you see, because God hates sin and because God is holy, he cannot allow himself to see sin, the sin of the whole world, on the shoulders of Jesus. And so he has to turn his back on his own son. Now, so the question would be, how are we made holy? Okay. Now, oftentimes, when we hear the word holy, things would pop up in our minds like, you know, like, Wearing a long dress, you know, wearing no jewelries at all. You have to speak slowly. You have to move slowly. And when you do that, then, you, you know, people can call you holy. But these are all externals. Sabi nga natin yun, externals. Now, I believe holiness is an attitude of the heart. Only God can make a person holy. And many times we struggle to live a holy life. Do you agree with me? Now, how many of you are struggling to live a holy life? More especially in the, in the midst of this perverse and crooked generation, in the midst of all these temptations, you know, kabila, I'm, I'm still wondering, you know, for example, an advertisement would talk about slippers, you know, rubber sandals, and yet, you know, a lady wearing a swimsuit would, would, would just be seen in the picture. I, I, I don't know how, how, how it relates with the rubber sandals, but you see, this is how media would bombard us with temptations. And so it is really a struggle. It is a challenge to live a holy life in the midst of this fallen world. But thank God, because of what Jesus did, we can. Amen. Now, so let me just present this to you. How are we made holy? Number one, we have been made holy in Him, in Christ, in the past. Because of what He did, and because we responded in faith on what He did, then positionally, we are made holy. But the same thing, we are being made holy with Him on the present time. 
And that is what we're going to discuss next week. And lastly, is that we will be made perfectly holy like Him in the future. So the process of becoming holy is through what God does or what God did in the past, what He's doing right now, and what He will be doing in the future. And we're hoping that at least at the end of this series, you'll find out and you'll agree with us that living a holy life is really not that hard. Okay, why? Because the grace of God is always available for us. All right. So since redemption leads to holiness, let me submit to you this morning that justification is the first step to holiness. Unless a person is justified, that person can never be holy before the eyes of God. I have already said that you know, only God can make somebody, a person, holy. Nobody can make himself or herself holy before the Lord. Now, let's look at Romans chapter 5 again. Okay, verse uh, 6. For while, sorry. Okay. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Now, I love that phrase, at the right time. Now, how many of you believe that God knows what he's doing? Yeah, and that God is always right on time. He's never too early and he's never late, right? Yeah, Lord, later na lang. <laughs> now, another thing is this. The Bible also declares that God makes all things beautiful when? When? In his time. Not in our time. Not on the time that we want him to move. Many times when we pray, we want him to move immediately. And so, you, I know you, all, you will all agree with me that there are times that God would... On our, on our eyes, you know, as we see God move, sometimes we think that God is late. No, He's always right on time. Now, and then in verse 8, it says, But God shows His love for us that while we were still sinners, what did He do? He died for us. How many of you love that? While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And that is the manifestation of his love. I mean, you know, God didn't wait for man to do anything for him or for God to love him. And I love that. I mean, we, we love other people. And many times when we love people, we put some conditions, right? I will love you if, or I will love you, you know, um, if you will do this and if you will do that. But thank God when God loves us, he loved us unconditionally. How many of you are grateful with that? I mean, he didn't say that, okay, I love you if you will not make yourself absent every Sunday 11. No, whether you're here or not, God loves you. And he loves you unconditionally. Though sometimes we sin against God, yes, God hates sin, but he still loves, you know, he still loves us. And, and that's one thing that we should be grateful. That's one thing that should push us in worshiping and praising God and thanking Him. Why? Because He loves us unconditionally. Man did nothing for God to love Him unconditionally. God from the very start have chosen to love you and me regardless if you know, we would love Him back or not. Kaya during the, you know, on the day of, uh, when, uh, when the day comes that we would give an account, that's one thing that we will be facing before God. He had loved us and yet people have rejected that love. Now, let me just go back one chapter before, in chapter 4. 
where it says, and to the one, he's talking about Abraham here, and to the one who does not work, but believes in him, who justifies the ungodly. Again, I, I love that phrase, he justifies. It says that he justifies the ungodly. His faith is counted as righteousness. I mean, could you imagine that God justifies the ungodly. The first time I read this, I said to myself, now, here is where I found a contradiction in the Bible. You know, haven't you noticed there are many people who would always look for contradictions? And I said to myself, now, this is one contradiction in the Bible. Why? Because in the Old Testament, if you're going to read the Old Testament, in the law, God himself said in Exodus 23, I will not justify the wicked. God himself said that. I will not justify the wicked. Same thing in Deuteronomy chapter 5. God commanded the judges. You know, and he said, you justify the righteous and condemn the wicked. That's what God said. Now remember, even when Solomon dedicated the temple, part of his prayer is the same thing. God, you justify the righteous and you condemn the wicked. Then all of a sudden, Paul said in the book of Romans that God justifies the ungodly. Is that really a contradiction? Of course not. It is not a contradiction. Now, my first question is, why would God justify the ungodly? Have you ever asked that? Why would God justify the ungodly? Now, I had a simple, question, a simple answer in this. I believe God justifies the ungodly simply because there is no godly for him to justify. Lalimano. Huh? Too deep. Now, you see, the reason why God justifies the ungodly is simply because the Bible says no one does good. All have sinned and fall short of God's glory. Now, if God will only justify the, the godly, patay tayo. San tayo pupulutin? And how many of you are grateful that we're part of this former ungodly people whom God has justified? Amen. And again, this would just bring, bring me to lift up my hands to God and say, God, I just want to thank you. You are no respecter of person. And that's the reason why we're here this morning. Why? Because we have been justified by God through what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary. Now, this is how it happened. What had happened was that when God justifies us, we all know that he gave us the righteousness of Jesus, right? It's like this. We gave Jesus our sins, and Jesus gave his righteousness on us, or to us. Yun magandang exchange. So tal, magpapasko na, better na. You know, exchange gift. That would be a good exchange gift. I mean, trust me, what can we give, or can we give something that God doesn't have? Only one thing, sin. That's the only thing that God doesn't have. He doesn't have any sin because He is a holy God. And Tayo, we are full of that, overflowing. <laughs> and so, you know, I, 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 lo I love this because, you know, what God is saying is that, okay, give your sin to my son and let my son give his righteousness to you. And that's why right now when you have accepted Jesus, not, just, not, not when you attend church, but when you put your faith on the finished work of Jesus on the cross of Calvary, you were not just, not just justified, but you are made righteous. 
And many times when we ask people, Christians, how many of you here are righteous? Only few would raise up their hands. Naihiya pa. Alam mo yan? Sino matuwi dito? Baka may makakita eh. You know? And so, why? Because many times we don't feel righteous. Right? Many times we would always want to feel things. Even when we ask God for forgiveness, but we don't just initially believe that God has forgiven us like, you know, 1 John 1, 9 said. You know, why? We would start to feel it. Lord, I don't feel I'm forgiven. Now, you see, it's not whether you feel it or not. It's what the Word of God says and what you need to do is believe what God has said. Amen. And so when the Bible says that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, all things are gone, everything becomes new. And he says there on verse 21, the Father, God made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be a sin offering for us, so to speak. Why? So that you and I might become the righteousness of God in Him. In Him. And so we are justified, we were made holy, we were made righteous in Christ Jesus. Amen. Again, how many of you are glad you were made righteous by Jesus? Yes. You know, although I, I know some of you, you can just say, kasi mababait na kayo eh. You know, and so, you know, okay lang. You know. But trust me, righteousness is very important as we talk about our relationship with God. Because even blessings of God are for the righteous people. I mean, it's hard to come before God if you don't know or if you don't even feel that you are righteous. The Bible says you come boldly before the throne of grace. And the reason why many Christians, the reasons why many Christians cannot come before God is because they know that they're guilty of sinning against God. And that's why they don't want to pray. And so they would just ask somebody to pray for them. Now, I'm not saying no that you know, all those people who would ask for prayer is, is, you know, is guilty and, and they don't pray. But oftentimes, you know, if people would come to me and say, Pastor, would you pray for me for this? Yeah, but have you prayed for this? Uh, ikaw na lang, Pastor. Spoiled ka kay Lord eh. Anong spoiled? Panis? But getting aside, you know, uh, that's why, you know, this justification has something to do with, with the holiness of God. Because God will never hear or no sinner can come before a holy God. David said, if I regard iniquity in my heart, God will not hear me. Are you following me? Okay. So, justification saves us from the wrath of God. Although this is the first step, yes, but what can justification do? Now, before I explain this, haven't you noticed, if you're going to read Romans chapter 5, earlier verses from verse 1 going to verse 5, you'll find that, that there are benefits of being justified. Number one is that the Bible says that we have peace with God. I mean, if a person is justified, if a person has been made right by Jesus on the cross, and if that person has placed his faith, his trust on the finished work, then that person should have peace with God. I mean, now again, peace is not the absence of trouble. Peace is that you are at rest in the midst of trouble. So, maraming tao, they don't have peace. Napipiste sila sa buhay nila. You know, but you know, uh, thank God, even if, if, if things are not going, doing good around us, we can still have that peace. Why? Because you know that God is with you regardless of your situation. No, another, another thing is that the Bible says that if a person is justified, then he has access before God. 
Now, thank God we were given access. Thank God anytime, any place, we can always come before God. Why? Because of what Jesus did on the cross. Another benefit is that hope. You know, a person who knows that he, she has been justified by Jesus, he, and he and, or she has hope in the Lord. Regardless of what they see right now, they still have that living hope of what God will do in the future. Are you following me? Aside from that, you know, if a person is justified, he can have the strength of God in the midst of suffering. He can rejoice in the midst of suffering. Could you imagine a person is suffering and yet he rejoices before God? I mean, I mean uh, there's a di- big difference between rejoicing before God in the midst of suffering and you're laughing alone. Iba yun, pag may sapi yun. So, kailangan ng deliverance. You know? But kidding aside, now, these are the benefits. So, the question is, if these are the benefits, then why, sometimes people would ask, why is it not happening in my life? And so, maybe, again, maybe, there's a reason why we need to understand what justification really means. You see, justification means more than just going to heaven when you die. How many of you wants to go to heaven? How many of you wants to die? You see, it's ironic. Many people wanted to go to heaven, but they don't want to die. Ano kayo si Enoch? I mean, you know, pa, pa, you know, in fact, many people doesn't want to talk about death or dying. Ay, pasunga mo sa salita, baka marinig ka ng demonyo. <laughs> Lagi naman. Lagi naman. But you see, a person who knows that he or she has been justified by God, he's not afraid to die. <laughs> okay, anyway... So justification saved us from God's wrath. Now, let's go back. Romans chapter 5. Since therefore, we have now been justified by His blood. Much more. Would you say that with me? Much more. You know, every time I see that phrase, I love that. Much more. Meaning, you know, this is, this is what can happen to you, but much more. I love that. Yung kanina sa giving natin, In the house of the righteous is what? Great treasure, not just treasure, great treasure. Now here, now look at this. If a person is justified more than just being made right before God, much more. What about that much more? Much more shall we be saved by Him from the wrath of God. You see, because God is holy and because God cannot and will never tolerate sin, sin brings death. So somebody has to pay so that we can be redeemed from the penalty of sin. You know, there's a coming wrath. I mean, wrath. Muhi, puot, nit, nit. Wrath, hindi ito yung daga, ah. Hindi, iba yun. You know, but, but, but when, when you talk, uh, let me just illustrate. You know, uh, if you want to understand what wrath is about, now, look at Mrs. Rial, the, the number one Mrs. Rial. And then, when she... You're not watching it. Ano ba sa Channel 2? Anong palabas doon? Ha? Huh? Okay. Legal wife. Okay. So, if one is illegal, you will know that the legal wife would have wrath. Right? Tama? Same thing. Parang ganito yan, hindi ba? When, okay, ito na lang. Ito na lang example. Remember, how many of you watch the, the games of Gilas, Pilipinas? Hindi ba? We, 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 we played against... Uh, what, what's it? Yung, yung pang... No, no, before Senegal. Puerto Rico. Remember? Di ba lamang tayo? First quarter? Di ba ilang lamang natin? 14? 10. Then all of a sudden, tumirik. 
Hindi mo nagngingit-ngit ka? When did that happen? Yung parang ganun yun. Ayun, laro pa lang yun. Ha? Okay. But when we talk about wrath, ito yan eh. Wrath is like this. Um, um, it's like, you know, people thought, people thought, kunyari, those who would behead those journalists and remember the ISIS group, you know, they thought that they can run away with that. No. They can run away from man, but not with God. There's always the day of reckoning. Amen. Or for example, those who, mga holdappers and, and carnappers and, and, and those mga nanunutok, you know, they thought they can run away from God. No, they can run away from man, but not from God. And trust me, when the day of reckoning comes, then they would experience the wrath of God. Regardless of how much they say, God, sorry, sorry. No, it's late. You'll now suffer the wrath of God. Yun yun, mga kapatid. And so, there is a wrath coming, but the good news is this, no genuine believer will experience it. Why? Because every believer has been rescued by Jesus, and so does He was. He has made us holy before God. Amen? Now, I believe God deserves praise for that. And so, this justification simply means we are being rescued by God. I love that we are rescued by God. God knows. You know, last week I shared this. Uh, do you know CPR, cardiopulmonary resuscitation? You normally give that to somebody who is uh, sometimes who get you know nalunod or or inatake, something like that, But how many of you? How many of you here can do CPR? Say you sarili. I mean, nobody can do CPR on himself or to himself, right? I mean, could you imagine? You're <laughs> and then you'll get a straw, put it in your nose, and blow it. <laughs> I mean, you can't do that. You need somebody to do that for you, right? I mean, I, I can't think of any other illustration, sorry. But you need somebody else to do that for you. I mean, guys, because of sin, we're all dead. And we need to be resuscitated. And thank God, only Jesus can resuscitate us. And He did that on the cross of Calvary. He gave us new life. He gave us new hope. He gave us again, you know, this, this, this living hope that we know someday, someday God will just return for us and bring us with Him to be with Him forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And so when we talk about, you know, the coming wrath of God, it, it, this is not a joke. And thank God, that God has rescued us from this coming wrath. Now, another thing is that justification brought blessing from God. Now, again, we thought that justification is just being set free. You know, for example, just, uh, um, oh, anyway, okay. let me just go back to, to verse 10. It says here, For if we were enemies, or while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, now, there it goes again. Much more. Would you say that with me? Much more. Now, how many of you, are you start to love the much more phrase? You know, much more. Now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by His life? Much more. Say that with me again. Much more. Now, what does it mean? What does it mean? If God saved us when we were still His enemies surely he will keep on saving us now that we are his children Amen. isn't that good yeah. for example i got four boys now 
my four boys, I got four sons, and if ever they would, they would you know, commit any mistake, okay, if they would go against our family values, and they would sin against me, as, as children, number one, they know their rights. I mean, uh, none of my children would knock on my door and say, Pa, can we eat breakfast, please? No, nobody would do that. Immediately, they would just go downstairs, open our ref, and eat whatever they want to eat, right? Why? Because they know that is their right as my children. But when they sin against me, trust me, my relationship with them is not affected. They are still my children. But our fellowship is affected. I mean, if they know they're, they're guilty against me, no one among them could just easily come to me and say, Pa, yung allowance ko. Anong allowance? Allows. Diyan ka magaling. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you know, parents would say that. Now, same thing with God. Yes, we sin every day. We fall short. In one way or another, we fall short of God's glory. But every time we come to God, always remember, your relationship has not changed. He is still your father. You are still his children. But our fellowship is broken. And that's why we need to ask for his forgiveness. And don't you ever say, Pastor, our sin has already been forgiven past, present, future. That's right. But it doesn't mean that you don't have to ask God for forgiveness. Trust me, 1 John 1, 9 was written for the believers, not for the agnostics. Amen. Are, are, you, are you hearing me? Amen. We need to ask. David said, if I regard, again, iniquity in my heart, God will not hear me. And I believe one of the major reasons why our prayers are unanswered is simply because of the unconfessed sins that we have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Now, let, let me just illustrate the other way. We Filipinos, we, we would normally, you know, we would respect the will of a dying person, right? testamento. So, kunyari, kunyari, again, if I will die, Okay, if ever I would die, before I die, I'd, I'd write my, my, my last will and testament for my wife and for my children. Okay? Now, after writing that will, usually an executor would come and validate everything. So uh, they'll discuss it with witnesses and then they'll make, you know, pirma pirma. And then, halimbawa, I died right now. I died. Okay? So that should be in effect. So what the executor would do, he would go to, the, to, to a court and present it to the judge. And then the judge would call all the witnesses and all the, the heirs and then discuss it with them. Okay, these are, oh, okay, these are good. Right, right, right. Check, check, check. Okay, then start to implement it. Right? That's how it goes. Tama po ba? Or bibigay mana. Tama po ba? Hindi. Just bear with me on this. Now, what if, what if, what if the executor is unscrupulous? What if the, the executor, you know, he doesn't want to give your inheritance to some of my heirs? Then probably, if I would die, he would never, you know, show my, my last will and testament, right? And so what happens next? I mean, he can do all the adjustments and the twistings and everything, you know, for him to get that thing. Now, let me just say to you, spiritual things. As far as Jesus is concerned, he has written your name on his will. Yeah. The Bible says you become God's heir and joint heir with Jesus. 
So may mamanahin ka. Tignan mo muna yung katabi sabi mo, hindi kaya git. <laughs> you become an heir of God. But you see, you know, your name has been written on the will of God. Okay? Now, for that will to be in effect, the person who wrote that will should die. Must die. Tama ba? Kaya minsan nakakainis ngayon mga ibang anak eh. Buhay pa yung mag-uulang. Kinukuha na eh. <laughs> Antayin niyo muna. <laughs> Kaya iba naman, pinapatay na ng madali. <laughs> anyway, so Jesus had to die for that, for those, everything that's written there would be in effect, right? But how many of you agree with me that the devil will not take it sitting down? I mean, he, he, won't, he will not just allow you to have the promises of God written here. You see, this is his written will. Everything that he wants you to, to receive are all written here. And so Jesus died 2,000 years ago. Why? So that this would be in effect for you and for me. But again, the devil comes and he says that he steals, he kills, and he destroys. And so the devil will do everything. Para hindi mapunta sa atin yung promises ni God. But thanks be unto God, because Jesus didn't remain dead. The reason why He arose from the dead is so that He wanted to make sure that He will enforce whatever is written here so that you and me would benefit from it. Amen! Come on, give the Lord a praise! Hallelujah! And because He lives... In fact, right now, he's interceding for you and me. He's on the right hand of the Father, praying for you. Could you imagine Jesus praying for you? Wow. Who are we? But thank God, regardless of who we are and what we are, Jesus chose you. Amen. And so, another thing is that justification reconciled us to God. Now, reconciliation simply means we are brought back in fellowship with God. Verse 11, more than that, we also, eh, you see, more than that, nagsawa na siya sa much more. Iba naman, more than that. But it's the same thing. More than that, more than the justification. We also rejoice in God. Now, the word rejoice there is, is a weak word. Actually, the word rejoice comes from the Greek word, which means we boast in God. It's not a sin to boast as long as every time you boast, you boast about God. Amen. Kung may pagmamalaki ka, si Lord ang pagmalaki mo. Amen. You know, everything that we are right now, it's all because of His grace. And so if ever we would boast, if ever we would rejoice, we rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now have received what? Reconciliation. In Romans 1, when Paul presented the depravity of man, in effect, man declared war on God. Could you imagine man declaring war? Sometimes, neighbor, you'd see people who would just make duro duro. Okay, God. But anyway, you know, when man, because man sinned and because of the rebellion in the heart of man, man in a way declared war on God. But how many of you are grateful na hindi tayo pinatulan ni Lord? Yeah. God didn't declare war on man. What he did, he sent Jesus to be our peacemaker. He stood to mediate between God and man. Now, God has the right to condemn us eternally. God has the right to, to you know, punish us eternally. But instead of punishing us, he sent his son to be the peacemaker. 
And He reconciled us back to God. And now that we are reconciled, trust me, every time we come before God and every time God looks at you, He doesn't see you, but He sees Jesus in you. Amen. You know, okay, every time we call on the Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, now you get God's attention. Why? Because Jesus already mediated. Remember, actually, we all have cases before God. But the Bible says Jesus is our advocate. He's our lawyer. Could you imagine? Jesus is your lawyer and the judge is his father. Ang hukong tatay, lawyer mo anak. Hindi ka pa kaya manalo. You know, and, and, and more than just because of relationship, you know, the judge, the Father God, has been satisfied of what Jesus has offered on the cross of Calvary. Amen. So we were brought back in fellowship with the Father. Now, yeah, as simple as it is, I want you to just take this home. It's just simple. We were made holy through the sacrifice of Christ. Thank God. Jesus did not hesitate when he was praying on the Garden of Gethsemane. Thank God. Although, in a way, physically, he struggled, but he knew the purpose of God, why he was here on earth. And that is to pay the penalty for our sins. He knew that he has to lay down his life for you and for me. Thank God he obeyed the Father. So with all these things, what should we do? Simple. Just like Abraham. It says here, the words it was credited to him were written not for him, talking about Abraham, not for him alone, but also for us, to whom God will credit righteousness. For us, who believe in him, who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. Verse 25, he was delivered. I love this. Now, this is the gospel. He was delivered over to death. For what purpose? For our sins. And thank God he didn't remain dead and was raised to life for our. Why did Jesus die? So that we can be saved. So that he can pay the penalty for our sin. And why did he arose from the dead? Why did he rise up from the dead? Why? So that we can have this justification. Right now, right at this very moment positionally if you have made Jesus if you have verbally invite Jesus in your life as Lord and Savior positionally you are holy but we still have to live a holy life and we'll discuss it next week but positionally you and I if you have submitted yourself under the Lordship of Jesus he made you holy Abraham so what shall we do Abraham was justified by faith not works he did nothing but believe God he was justified by grace not law because during the time there was still no law and he was justified by the power of the resurrection of Jesus and not by human efforts remember you know matanda na sila and God has to you know bring them to a position where they can no longer be physically productive Tapos pang, di ba? What's the name of, of his wife? Sarah. Hindi pwedeng maghanap. I mean, could you imagine? 99 years old and 89 years old bearing a child? I mean, could you imagine? Kamusta, kamusta ka na? Eto, may Jensi, tatakbo ko yung lola ko. Bakit? Dadaling ko sa OB-GYN. Eh, 
Dalhin ko sa pejan niya. I mean, that's what had happened. But what, what did Abraham do? Simple. Again, Abraham, what did he do? He was justified by faith. Not by works. By grace. Not by law. By the resurrection power. Not by human efforts. And that's the reason why the book of Hebrews said, or the writer of Hebrews said, first he said, sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings, you did not desire nor were you pleased with them, although the law required them to be made. Verse 9, it says, then he said, Jesus was speaking, here I am, I have come to do your will. He set aside the first to establish the second. And by that will, what happened? We have been made holy how through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all wow which means again as far as Jesus is concerned it's a done deal you are holy through Jesus amen so if you are right now a believer if you're a believer in Christ if you are a follower of Jesus, if you have made Jesus the Lord of your life, you are holy right now. Would you look at your seatmate? But you say when I say look at your seatmate and see if, if he's holy, nagahanap kayo ng halo. Now okay, maganap tong halo kasi sometimes when you look for halo, paglabas ng church, umuunat yung halo. Eh. You know, it doesn't follow. You are holy whether you feel it or not. And that is if you are a follower of Jesus, if you are a believer, a genuine believer in Christ. But if you are not yet a follower of Jesus, you can be made holy. You can be justified. And the thing you need to do is simple. Just like Abraham, put your faith on the finished work of Jesus. Invite Him in your heart, in your life, to be your Lord and Savior. And when you do that by faith, God will honor it and He'll make you holy right at this very moment. Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord praise for that. We hope you were inspired by that message. Watch out for Victory Worship's first original live album entitled Radical Love to be released on iTunes and CD format starting September 12, 2014. Download the Victory Alabang app for more updates. Thank you and stay connected.